1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Play action. Jones steps up right down the middle of the field. It's touchdown. Touchdown. Devontae Smith cannot be stopped. A truly special performance by the Heisman Trophy winner. Three touchdowns
1: in the first half. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. All right, we cannot wait for the NFL Draft coming your way on Thursday night. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker here, and uh, let's continue the conversation by bringing in a Hall of Famer. His name is Dan Pompey, at Dan Pompey on Twitter, the outstanding NFL writer for the Athletic Pro Football Hall of Fame Selectors Board, and he's one of nine members on the senior committee. Uh, Dan, we thank you for your time today to uh, talk some NFL draft. As you check in with your connections around the league, uh, what, what would you say is the theme of the draft? What are some of the evaluators saying, strengths, weaknesses, just what they're expecting starting on Thursday?
2: I guess, uh, Joe, if I had to pick one word, it would be uncertainty, because I think there's less certainty in this draft uh, than normal because of the unusual circumstances of the 2020 college season and the uh, lack of live exposures NFL teams have had to the players, obviously the disruption to the combine and then you've got, uh, you know, the medical situation where a lot of teams don't feel as comfortable as they would like to with players' injuries or illnesses. Um, and then you've got a smaller pool than you normally have, uh, much smaller pool, because a lot of the super seniors elected to go back to, to school. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of uneasiness. I think the bust factor is high uh, as a result. I think you might see a lot of teams uh, maybe select more conservatively than they normally do, and uh, you know not go out for the the big risks. And you might see some of those players kind of take surprising tumbles who uh, who have some risk associated with them.
0: Dan, always good to talk with you, Ross Tucker here, and I just tweeted a poll at Ross Tucker NFL that Joe and I were talking about earlier, and I want to get your reaction to it as a guy that's been around a long time. Where does the NFL draft rank for you, Dan, in terms of your excitement for it, your enjoyment? Is it a playoff game? Is it Packers-Chiefs Sunday night football? Is it just kind of an average Sunday 1 o'clock game? Or is it like Jets-Jags Thursday night football? Or
2: worse? (laughs) Uh, no, I, to me, it's a playoff game, you know, uh, maybe maybe even a little better, maybe like, a, you know, a championship game or something. It, it's uh, it's a big deal. It's a big build up to it. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's always kind of been the type of thing that that uh, everyone looks forward to all year round. And, you know, you start thinking about some of these prospects and where they could go and how they could develop. Uh, During their college careers and uh, it's something that every team has a stake in unlike any specific game or even any any, uh, you know, playoff weekend. So, um, you know, to me, I think it's really exciting. It's great drama. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a wonderful kind of cornerstone uh, that the NFL has every April.
1: Uh, it was uh, in some ways stunning as I was reading your your piece on the athletic.com here. It, you wrote about the quarterbacks, and uh, people should check it out. But you pointed out Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, three-star guys coming out of high school. And not all of them have played a lot of football at the college level. And, and now we're talking about our, are we going to have five quarterbacks, a few of those going in the top ten here. As you've done your research on these quarterbacks and uh, talked to people around the league, uh, what, what are your big takeaways on these five guys?
2: Well, you know, the interesting thing that really stood out to me, Joe, was that um, I, I talked to a bunch of different people about all the quarterbacks and it was hard to get a real consensus on any of them really other than Trevor Lawrence, who I think everyone agrees is going to be a very good quarterback. It's just a matter of how good you think he's going to be. And there are some differences of opinion with that, but you know, after Lawrence, I mean, you know, you've got uh, a real spectrum of opinions on on Zach Wilson, on Trey Lance, on Justin Fields, on Mac Jones, on and on and on. Um, you know, and some of the reasons are the ones that I talked about earlier. You just mentioned. Um, you know, you have some different styles of quarterbacks there who. Might not fit every offense, or you know, a, a coach might be looking for something different, for instance, than what Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, Trask would give you. Um, you know, so so there's a lot of different factors, but I, I really found that fascinating because I think normally, you know, when I kind of go through this exercise, I find that more teams, more evaluators are on the same page with these guys, and this year I found that. That really wasn't the case.
0: Dan, what are your thoughts? It appears as if the 49ers are, have traded up to draft Mac Jones. I guess what's your thoughts on how much they traded to get a quarterback that doesn't appear to have you know, outstanding physical skills and or the athletic upside so many people are looking for these days?
2: Yeah, it's a good question, Ross. I think normally, you know, when you talk about the third pick in the draft or you talk about trading up and giving the kind of compensation the 49ers did, you're talking about a guy who is really special athletically, right, who can do things physically that other people cannot do, and that is not Mac Jones. Um, It's unusual that a guy like Jones would be talked about uh, that high in the draft. But I think, um, you know, with the way that the passing game has become so important and we're seeing quarterbacks valued more than ever before and we're seeing a desperation for them, uh, obviously there are not enough good ones to go around. And, um, you know, I I think in the case, it's kind of an unusual circumstance in the 49ers case because uh, you've got a guy in Kyle Shanahan who has had success with a lot of – quarterbacks throughout the league some of whom are kind of similar to Mac Jones the guy that we're talking about so he clearly has a vision for what he wants in a quarterback and how he'd like to use him and uh, you know it wouldn't surprise me if he thought that Mac Jones was the guy who could kind of execute that vision and and, uh, you know be be the the player that he needs him to be for the 49ers to have success and the other thing too that's interesting is you know you're talking about a pretty good situation there in San Francisco where you know if you plug in a quarterback uh, who can can do the things that shanahan wants him to do you know you've got a great defense and you've got some good offensive pieces offensive line all these things and, and obviously you've got the coach who who knows what he's doing too especially offensively so you know you could look at a situation a few years from now mac Jones has great success wins a Super Bowl say so, well it was worth every every uh, thing that the 49ers gave up to get him
1: BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. Our guest is the Athletics' Dan Pompey. Uh, Dan, do you have a favorite quarterback outside of the top five, a player expected to go later uh, than Thursday?
0: Hey, I'm Brett Podolski
2: I'd probably say Davis Mills. Um, I, I like Kyle Trask too, though. I, I like them both, for, you know, for what they are, for, for where I would expect them to be drafted. And that's not in the first round. I know some people think that, uh, you know, you could have a sixth quarterback sneak into the first. To me, that'd be a little yeah. bit crazy because they've all got flaws. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I really like Mills' pedigree. And uh, you know, if he were a little healthier uh, with that knee, and if he had a little bit more of a body of work, you know, we very well could be talking him about him in that that top clump of quarterbacks. And then you know, Trask is a guy you know, a little like Mac Jones in that you know he doesn't give you everything you want athletically, but um, you know he sure gives you a lot intangibly. And he's a guy who uh, really had some some pretty special success uh, in his own right at Florida and, and uh, you know can do some things, I think, that uh, uh, would help almost any team succeed. So, Dan, what's really
0: interesting to me about this draft is I think you can make an argument that the three most gifted defensive players in the draft are Jalen Phillips on the D-line, Micah Parsons at linebacker, and Caleb Farley at corner, and yet all three of them have some serious issues that have been talked about a lot. Have you been able to get to the bottom of just how much this is going to affect these guys, or is it one of those things where eight teams might have them off the board, but who knows, the Giants take them at 11 or whatever?
2: Yeah, I think certainly that's probably going to be the case with Jalen Phillips because, you know, he can do something that hardly anyone else can do in the draft. And pass rush is, is really at a premium. You know, we talk about how quarterbacks are so important. Uh, what do you do to offset the quarterback? You put him on his back, you know, and and uh, he's got the ability to do that, probably greater ability than anyone else in the draft. So I think someone's going to kind of probably overlook some of the other issues with him and, and take that chance. Um I, I don't think Parsons is going to fall much either. I don't think his issues are as serious as, as some of these other ones. Farley's the one that I think is going to fall a little bit uh, based on what I'm hearing from a different front office people. Um, again, it only takes one person to to overlook or one team, but I think uh, the fact that, you know, he just had his second back surgery um, is somewhat concerning uh, to to a lot of people. And now, of course, he just came down with COVID too, which um, you know a lot of teams are, are looking at that as well. If the players had, had COVID, we want to do some extra testing on him. We want to, you know, want to make sure his heart is healthy because there are some people who believe that uh, you know you you can have heart issues post COVID. COVID. So this obviously is a situation where you're not going to be able to do that. You haven't had a 40 on him. You haven't been able to test him. Um, So, you know, despite uh, what a prospect he is in terms of looking at his tape, I think uh, he's a guy who could be adversely affected a little bit by all the things he's got going on.
1: Hmm, Very interesting. A lot of of different challenges here with this draft. Um, As a guy that's had a uh, solid working relationship with Bill Belichick over the years, coming off a below 500 season, What do you think the Patriots are going to do sitting at 15? Well, you know,
2: I think they'd love to get a quarterback. I know they'd love to get a quarterback, (laughs) um, but I don't know that they're going to be able to get one. You know, I I think they they probably will explore moving up. The question becomes how far do you have to go to get one of those five? Um, You know, and, and some of that depends obviously on what the Falcons do. And then, you know, beyond that, them, you've got other teams in the top 10 who are threats to take quarterbacks. And you've got other teams outside of that that little group that would like to move up as well. And so so then it becomes well, what kind of uh, ammunition do you have to move up? You know, uh, Belichick, of course, traditionally has not been a guy who makes that kind of move. He lets the draft come to him, and then he moves down oftentimes. But um, he also – has never been the kind of guy who makes a lot of signings in free agency. And he did that this offseason. So I think the Patriots are in a different space than we've ever seen them in uh, during Belichick's reign. And uh, that might call for some different ways of thinking. You know, that's one of the things, I mean, if you really study Belichick, uh, the overall picture of Belichick, you see a guy who always is open to doing things differently and adjusting. And, you know, looking at each circumstance uniquely, I mean, from game planning to team building, you know, whatever it is, to, to figuring out a way to use a, a new player. I mean, he's, he's always kind of open-minded and looking at different, different ways to do it. And I think, you know, maybe this draft will be another example of how he does that. It's
0: a really good point, Dan, because I played for a lot of teams that they would say, we do what we do. <laughs> we do, we come out, we're gonna do what we do. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was in New England, New England switched what they did every week. New England looked at what the other team did poorly and totally switched
2: everything based upon that. Yeah, and most coaches, I think, you know probably aren't confident enough to do that and and they probably couldn't do it, frankly. You know, Belichick has always been smart enough and he surrounded himself with smart enough, assistants, both on the coaching staff and in the front office and on the roster players too, uh, who've been able to, you know, be versatile. You know, they're they're smart enough to be versatile. They're smart enough to be open-minded. And uh, it's one of the reasons he's one of the best ever and one of the reasons the Patriots have been the most successful team in the NFL, you know, over the last, whatever it's been now, 20 some years.
1: Great NFL writer for The Athletic, Dan Pompey, at Dan Pompey on Twitter. Dan, thank you for your time. Uh, Enjoy the draft on Thursday and looking forward to reading your next piece. Okay,
2: thanks for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure.
1: Good stuff there from Dan Pompey. We do what we do.
2: (laughs) We do what we do. We should go out there and do what we do.
0: Blah, 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 blah. You know? But meanwhile – Patriots do something totally different each week, or they did with Belichick and you didn't know what they
1: were going to do. And that's part of what made them so good. I wrote down Farley over. Take a look at those Farley overs. (laughs) Dan's talking to teams that expect him to fall. I don't even think it's on the board right now anymore. Okay. It, It makes a lot of sense there. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, BetQL Daily. Teddy Greenstein is next on the BetQL Audio Network.